0: is the talking dead a podcast dedicated to the amc tv show the walking dead hey everyone my name is chris and my name is jason and this is the talking dead number 490 recorded on friday july the 3rd 2020. 490. 490, Jason. So we're 10 off of the big 500. Now, do you think we should probably start thinking about what we might want to do for episode number 500? Yes. Okay. So (laughs) we'll put that on the list and get to it some other time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we'll put it on the thinking list. We've got a backlog of
0: items to uh, think about, and that'll be one of them. That will be one of them. All right. Well, we're 10 away, so we still have a little bit of time, but, you know, we... We do need to plan ahead if we're going to do anything special, which I think we probably should for 500. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's even
1: on the, it's even on the, uh, it's up in the priority in the backlog of uh, items I need to think about. It's right above when am I going to have sausages again? Oh, well. It's it's above that. So I'll think about the episode 500 and then I'll think about when I'm going to have
0: sausages. Perfect. Perfect. Well, if you come up with any great ideas, you're going to let me know. All right. Uh, on either topic, about when you're having sausages or episode 500. I'm not, I can't think about that right now. Okay, you're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so here we are. It's Friday, uh, unusual night for recording, but it's kind of a long weekend here in Canada. Not really, because two days ago was July the 1st, which is our country's birthday, known as Canada Day. So we all get that day off. But this year it fell on a Wednesday which is the mm-hmm. absolute worst day of the week to have a holiday because there's two working days on either side of it, which kind of suck. But I think ah, a lot. Of- it's the
1: mini weekend. I think we should have that every week. Work two
0: days, get a day off. Work two days, get two days off. I think it's great. Okay. I agree. If we had every Wednesday off, I wouldn't be too upset about that. But normally if it's on a Thursday or a Tuesday, you just end up with the Monday or the Friday off as well. And, yeah. but the Wednesday was a little iffy this year. Now I'm lucky my company decided to have kind of a slow day on thursday and give us the friday off so i ended up with you know almost a five-day weekend which is pretty nice but um anyways just to all the canadians out there wherever you may be happy canada day i hope you uh had a beverage of your choice in celebration and of course it's also the 4th of july which is the big american holiday so they are actually Mm -hmm. having a long weekend in the U.S. right now, and you get today off. Uh, yeah, well, I guess so because well, everybody I work with that lives in,
1: in the U.S. gets today off.
0: Yeah, because it's tomorrow the fourth, right? So, yes. uh, so you know, happy Fourth uh, of July to all of you Americans wherever you may be, and anyone else who I don't know happens to celebrate it. <laughs> um, yeah,
1: if you're if you have a birthday or a wedding anniversary or wherever you are in the world, if you're
0: enjoying your Fourth uh, of July. Uh, you know, happy 4th of July. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so otherwise though, Jason, how, how are you doing? We're still, of course, dealing with this, uh, COVID-19 pandemic that's going around. Uh, it's, it's very seriously going around in some places still. Yep. Where you and I are, it's, um, we're, we're on the downward swing, at least for now, right? A uh, number of new cases are going down every day or, or slowly going down. And, uh, and things are starting to reopen and, and sort of come back together. But that's, that's not the case everywhere. So if you are in a place that is having some troubles with that still, you know, be careful, stay safe. But, uh, Jason, how are you doing? I'm okay. Starting to sort of reintegrate a little bit into society?
1: Mm, not really. Not really. I mean, my, uh, our, you know, the, the, the circle that we, Uh, interact with has expanded a little bit. My wife is uh, up at her father's place. uh, That's nice. With my, with my son for a little while. So we're expanding our, uh, you know, our, our contact with people a little bit. That's the first real contact we've had with, uh, with anybody since uh, early March. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's expanding. I've heard the term on the, uh, on the, on the radio today that uh, people have cohorts now. You have your cohort. And then you don't let that cohort interact with other cohorts. Yeah. So, uh, that's, it's probably a good idea, but it's hard, hard to do. As long as my cohort includes Tim Hortons, I'm okay.
0: <laughs> the Tim Hortons drive through. That's I've all you I've kind of cohorted need. with the regular staff at the Tim Hortons drive through. Okay. So, well, you wouldn't want to, you know, I don't know what you would do if you couldn't do that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I consider them part of my extended family anyway. Right. So I just... You know, it's, it's part of the family that I give money to on a regular basis and they're nice enough to make me coffee.
0: Oh, is that is, that's very nice of them. Yes. It's family. Family. They make you coffee and you give them money. <laughs> yes. That's what family's for. <laughs> well, I've had, uh, I've had a rough week to be honest with you in, in a lot of ways. First of all, um, I've been feeling kind of like lethargic and tired all week, which, which sucks. I'm, I'm doing okay now, but I had a few days this week where I just didn't feel like doing anything and then one day my throat was kind of sore and these days any sort of symptom you get raises alarm bells of course right and i'm like oh god oh god please let me be healthy and but that that's gone away so i i feel okay right now Um, probably allergies yeah probably it could have been actually i feel like there's extra pollen in the air this year Uh, i don't know if it's a big pollen year but it's uh It feels like it because I have had some nose problems as the spring went on and and summer. Uh, So hopefully that's just what that is. Uh, And then earlier in the week, I managed to inflict a facial wound on myself, which uh, I wasn't really happy about. So I've got a very, very light black eye going. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's it's hard to see. And you probably can't see it on the video because the lighting is not very good. But uh, I was um, I punched myself in the eye. And, uh, my shaving mishap, like what happened? No, I was changing a light bulb and I punched myself in <laughs> oh, the yeah. eye. Uh, it's make, tough. It's uh tough. to make the longer story short, um, there's a ceiling fan in one of the kids' rooms. There's a light under it with a dome over the light. And this uh-huh. fricking dome is ver- is impossible to get off. It screws on and it's impossible to get off. So I was wrenching on it, trying to get it off. My hand slipped fist straight to my face. Uh, and I, my, my glasses took the brunt of the impact, but they cut me like my glasses. I'm lucky I didn't break them. The glasses cut me under the eye. I fell down and, uh, you know, put my hand to my face. I was bleeding. I cleaned the blood and, and now I have a light black eye going around. So. I feel kind of bad for you, but not really. Cause that's hilarious. It's pretty funny. <laughs> I guess I got to admit the kids were pretty concerned at first, but I think they uh, see the comedy. Well, in it I mean. Once they, you know, you know, it's around this time where they,
1: uh, they come to terms with the fact that you're a real human being rather than just this omnipotent godfather <laughs> kind of thing. Right. Uh, so, you know, oh my God, uh, he fell down and he's, he's, he can be hurt. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a very traumatic thing for, for a kid.
0: Well, it was sort of hilarious, but just on top of everything this week, I managed to punch myself in the face and cut my eye and good times, good times. Also, it's like 9,000 degrees outside this week. It is... Oh, you got shitty air conditioning too. It is just unbelievably hot this week and we have shitty air conditioning. So it's, it's just unpleasant all around. Uh, and I don't know, I'm, I don't want to complain about summer and the heat in summer because a lot of people complain about the cold in winter around here, but man, why can't it just be like 26 degrees all the time, every day, every day of the year? That'd be great. See, for that, I feel bad for you. Not for,
1: you know, punching yourself in the face and getting a cut in a black eye and your kids r- recognizing the fact that you're a human being, <laughs> all that, you know, uh, I can get over, but the air conditioning thing, I feel kind of bad for you. Like we have central air yeah. and I've got it cranked up because it is super hot outside. And you know what I did today? You took, took off all your clothes
0: up. and stood in front of the air conditioner.
1: No, I turned on my little space heater. That's right beside me in the basement for when it gets cold in the winter. Cause I was too cold.
0: Well, that's sort of
1: silly. Don't, don't turn on. <laughs> no, your it is heater. sort of silly. But I just turned it on for a minute. I'm like, this is silly, and yeah. I turned it off. Right. But it it helped uh, a little bit because it's kind of chilly down here. I'm pretty close to the uh, the furnace area, where, uh-huh. which is where the air conditioning comes from. So the, there's a, a vent right above me that blows cold air on me. So okay. Uh, so I know you're s- stupid hot, but I got a little too cold today. It's like a meat locker in this place.
0: <laughs> well, uh, no, I don't have that problem. That's for sure. My basement is pretty good at staying cold, like staying cool for a long time. But at this point it's been so hot outside for so long, it's, it's starting to heat up. So I am not even comfortable down here anymore. I... I don't mean this to go on forever, but like I cooked food, I cooked dinner in front of the on the barbecue today, and so like dumb. after standing in front of the barbecue for a few minutes in 35 degrees outside, like I was ready to die. I had to come in and take a cold shower. It was so hot. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, I got a I got a solution for you. You're not gonna like it, but I've got a solution for you. I know how to get you uh, to be a little bit cooler.
0: Can I move into uh, your house this weekend? Uh, no, no, not, not allowed with to your do that. sore throat and black eye. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> sore throat's gone. And I don't think the black eyes contagious. <laughs> are you sure? I'm pretty sure black eyes are contagious.
1: All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got, well, I'll, I'll go off air, but, uh, I can explain to you how to make a, uh, a water-cooled fan that, uh, will blow
0: cold water or cold air onto you. Ooh. I mean, I could also just put on the sprinkler and go sit in it, but.
1: No, but this doesn't get you wet. What you need Uh, is copper, I'm going to go into it. You put a fan and you go buy some copper tubing, some flexible copper tubing at the hardware store and you wrap it around the fan. And then what you do is you get the copper tubes and you stick it, both ends of the copper tube into a cooler full of ice water. Not just ice, but ice water. Yeah. And then you get a water pump from, uh, uh, like for a, a fish tank from the pet store. And you hook it up to that copper tubing and you plug it in and it cycles the cold air, cold water through the copper tubing and the air blows that cold air onto you.
0: Ooh, that sounds delightful. Right. Sorry, I didn't want to necessarily go into that all on the air, but uh, that's the uh, that's the solution. Well, that's good. I mean, it sounds a lot better than the Homer Simpson method of setting up a tent in front of your open fridge, which- Yeah, that could work too. It's tempting, I mean, but- If you have a deep freeze, you can always just crawl in. It's a terrible idea. Don't close the lid, though. No. All right. Well, look, we've uh, rambled on longer than I expected here. Uh, For anyone that is still listening, thank you, first of all. And second of all, we do actually have some stuff to uh, do today. We are going to talk about two episodes of TV. The first will be season one, episode one of Kingdom. This is a Netflix Mm -hmm. show uh, from Korea. And we're going to talk about season two, episode one of The Twilight Zone, which is the current 2019 run of The Twilight Zone uh, created or show run by Jordan Peele. So we will get to that first, though, we have a very brief segment on The Walking Dead news. So there actually is a little bit of Walking Dead content here today, uh, which we're going to do right now.
1: Super. The Walking Dead news.
0: Okay, so it's really just a follow-up to the last time we podcasted. The San Diego Comic-Con at Home is coming up soon, Jason, later this month. And as we mentioned before, there is, of course, going to be some Walking Dead-related panels, as there always are. We have a little bit more information here now, and it's essentially who's going to be on each of the panels Super. So I'm going to run through the list here. Is it me? Am I on one of the panels? You are not, I'm afraid. Okay. Phew. Because nobody told me, right? (laughs) Right. And when
1: you go about to announce who's going to be on a panel, I get a little nervous sometimes.
0: Might be a surprise. Yeah. Might be a surprise.
1: I have to be on a panel. Yeah. I don't want to be on a panel.
0: Well, uh, at least without any warning, I can understand.
1: Yeah. A little warning would be good on a topic that I understand would be better.
0: uh, (laughs) amazing after 10 years he still doesn't understand the walking dead (laughs) uh anyways the walking dead panel will be moderated by chris hardwick you know him of course it will have chief content officer of the walking dead universe scott m gimple showrunner angela kang greg nicotero you know producer and director as you know and special effects genius uh scarf wearing awesome dude scarf wearing awesome guy yeah uh, in terms of cast members, we're going to get Norman Reedus, Melissa McBride, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Lauren Cohan, uh, nice. Josh McDermott, Ross Marquand, Paula Lazaro, who plays Princess, among others, they say. So it's a pretty, pretty solid lineup right there.
1: That is pretty good. That's really good.
0: And it will be nice to see Lauren Cohan back. Mm-hmm.
1: So I guess she's back for sure, for good, for, for realsies.
0: I guess so. Yeah. She's on the panel. I mean... We'll have to see. We'll have to wait and see what happens. Uh, now, the Fear the Walking Dead panel will also be moderated by Chris Hardwick. It will have Scott Gimple. The showrunners of that show, Andrew Shambliss and Ian Goldberg. We're going to get Lenny James, Alicia Debnam Carey, Coleman Domingo, Danae Garcia, Karen David, Jenna Elfman, and Ruben Blades. So, oh, cool. the main cast there, I would say. Uh, with a few notable exceptions, I think. Uh, But again, they don't say among others here, but I imagine there still could be others added to that. We do still have a couple of weeks to go. Uh, And finally, The Walking Dead World Beyond. This is the new show that we haven't seen anything of yet, but was supposed to have premiered already, but of course has not. This panel will also be moderated by Chris Hardwick. It will also include Scott Gimple, The showrunner for this one is a guy named Matt Negrete. He's going to be there. And cast members from this show, Aaliyah Royale, Alexa Mansour, Hal Cumston, Nicholas Cantu, Nico Tortorella, Julia Ormond, and Joe Holt. So we haven't seen anything from this show. Presumably there'll be a little bit more information coming out of San Diego Comic-Con, but those are all the people who are going to be on that panel. Now, sadly, We don't have dates or times for any of these yet. We don't actually know when they're going to be, but San Diego Comic-Con at home runs July 21st to the 25th, really the 22nd, I think, because the 21st, they call preview night. Um, But the panels will be somewhere in that range and they will be streamed online. So everybody can watch them this year, which is fun.
1: Streamed online how? Are they, you know, San Diego Comic-Con, they have their own web app that they're going to be streaming everything on, or they're going to be using some kind of platform? Is it all going to be Zoom Zoom conference calls?
0: Well, you know, that's a really good question. Uh, they have a website. I imagine you will be able to watch these video streams on their site. But I must admit, I don't know if it is going to be, you know, broadcast over YouTube or, or some the other third party like video provider, I, there, there probably will be something like that, but yeah, it, I imagine it will be sort of a conference call. Yeah. Like a conference call, like a seminar kind of a thing. Although you will be able to submit questions. Uh, I imagine you'll probably only be able to submit like text questions, maybe in a chat or something like that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, that's, that's how it's going to be. I'm just not sure exactly how it will work quite yet. But if you check out the San Diego Comic-Con website, you know, over the next little while, there'll, there should be more information coming. I'm kind of surprised they haven't announced the actual dates and times yet. You'd think by now they'd have that all organized.
1: Oh, they probably know it, but they're like, what, what do you care? I mean, you're just going to be watching your computer. It's not like you have to show up and line up at a particular time. If we just send out an email blast
0: saying it's happening now,
1: you know, We'll get 50,000 people. That's fine.
0: Yeah, they probably will, actually. It will be fun. I must admit, I think it will be fun to watch these live. I mean, I've seen video of past panels a million times. I've attended two uh, big Walking Dead panels at New York Comic Con, right? And they're almost as big as San Diego. At least they were. Uh, I think they still are, but they're not having it this year. And I've, of course, been on panels, too, with, with some of these, these people. So... Uh, but I do think it will be fun to watch and it opens it up to a lot more people than usual this year.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it would be fun to watch as well. But I have, you know, like I said, I have technical questions.
0: Well, of course. Well, we'll, we'll find out. And, uh, I'm sure if you don't watch them, I'll update you on all the juicy details that comes out.
1: I might actually watch them and be prepared with information for, you know, beforehand. Amazing. yeah, it makes me think I shouldn't watch them. Anyway,
0: I'm <laughs> conflicted now. I'll think about it. All right. I'll add well, that to the queue. Good. Add that to the thinking queue. Good, good, good. Uh, the other thing I just wanted to remind people of is yesterday, the new uh, Negan comic was released in oh, comic yeah. shops, remember? So it it is entirely benefiting the comic shop. So if you haven't gone to pick it up yet, uh, get out to your local comic book store and do that. I... Sadly, have not had a chance yet, but of course, it was released on Wednesday here, and that was a holiday, so our comic book shops were closed. Um, But I'm planning on going tomorrow when they open, and gosh, I sure hope they still have a copy, but hopefully they do. I I honestly don't know if I still have a Walking Dead pull list there or not, since The Walking Dead has been finished for a year now. Um, Hopefully, they pulled one for me, but I'll have to find out. Call them. I suppose I could. Yeah, well, they're closed now, but I'll just oh, show up well, when they open tomorrow. Yep. Uh, but anyway, it's just a reminder for anyone who might want that and forgot about it. That should be available at your local comic book store and it's a worthy purchase, helping them stay in business during these tough times.
1: Sure, sure. All
0: right, that's it. That's it for the news. Um, keep your eye on the San Diego Comic-Con website for more information on when those panels are happening. And uh, gosh, I hope we get some more information about when the season 10 finale is going to be on uh, soon, but I got to believe they're, they're building up to something at Comic-Con. I kind of, am no longer sure that they're going to air it that weekend. I still hope they do, but I have a feeling we're going to get an announcement rather than the actual content.
1: Yeah. If they were going to air it that weekend or, you know, really close to it, they would have announced it already. Like the hype machine would have kicked in.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think you're probably right about that. Okay, let's move off of The Walking Dead now, Jason, and talk about these two TV shows that I want to uh, go over. Hey, everybody, just a really quick warning here. I forgot to mention it while we were recording the episode, but we do spoil uh, both episodes of TV we talk about on this episode. That's the first episode of Season 1 of Kingdom, and the first episode of Season 2 of The Twilight Zone. So uh, please uh, be warned, and uh, don't forget as you're listening. Thanks. So Kingdom, Season 1, Episode 1, this is a Korean uh, Netflix or Korean show on Netflix. It is basically a zombie show. We've only watched the first episode, but there are only six in the first season, so it's not a huge... Commitment of TV, but well, that's what The Walking Dead did, right? They we did. only had six episodes of the first season of, of The Walking Dead. Yeah, that's very true. Seems like uh, ancient times now, but you're right. They started with six. <laughs> yep. Uh, so the description from IMDb on Kingdom is While strange rumors about their ill king grip a, cr- a kingdom, the crown prince becomes their only hope against a mysterious plague overtaking the land. Mm -hmm. And from what I can tell from the first episode, that is a pretty descriptive or pretty accurate description.
1: Yeah, it's pretty much, that's the show.
0: (laughs) That is good work. IMDB. It, 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 it it is a description of the basic plot, you know, from what I can tell so far now the show is set apparently in 15th century Korea. So it's not modern in any way. It is, uh, it is uh, way back in the past and so the,
1: yeah, yeah, it's, it's so far back that the, uh, the internet speeds are woefully lacking, <laughs> right? Whereas nowadays they're wonderful in Korea, but, uh, you know, back then you barely connected the internet at all.
0: Barely at all. Yeah. They were just in their internet infancy back then, but now they yeah. have some of the fastest speeds in the world, I
1: hear. Yeah.
0: So Jason, what did you think of this one episode of Kingdom and did it grip you enough to make you want to watch the rest of the season? I really liked it, actually.
1: Yeah. I thought it was, uh, it, it was, uh, it was well done, well produced, uh, you know, the quality of the actual, you know, filmography and the, uh, the dressings, set dressings and everything seemed to be really well done. And I did like it. And it's got uh palace intrigue. It's got zombie apocalypse. It's got, uh, you know, people eating other people in soup. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's got a lot going for it and it actually, Uh, ended in such a way that it was like, whoa, what the hell's going on there? This could be interesting. And I was expecting to go in, just kind of watch it and go, "Yeah, it's a a thing. There's lots of things on the TV. I could watch this thing or I could watch some other thing. But this is a kind of a thing I
0: think I might want to try out again. So I'm in. That's exciting. That's really good. I agree with you. I liked it quite a bit too. Um, I thought, as you said there, like it was beautifully shot. Like this yeah. is a really good looking show. Um, yeah. the, um, they spent a lot of time thinking about how to make this show nice. Absolutely. There are some amazing locations and whatever parts of it are sets also look really, really amazing. Just beautiful cinematography. Um Incredible costume design, I thought. Yeah. Right? Everybody had-
1: Those hats. Like the the mesh kind of hats, they were awesome.
0: Yeah. Incredible hats, just the robes they would wear. Uh, You know, I have no idea if this is what people actually were wearing back in 15th century Korea, but boy, oh boy, do they- all look amazing. Like yeah, now I knew how to dress back then. They didn't have the internet, but they had some tailors. <laughs> they sure did. Uh, so it was just a really beautiful show to look at. I thought that's the first thing that struck me about it. Um, you know, and we're, the other thing is we're also primarily looking at the Royal family of this kingdom, right? So they're yeah. going to be dressed up very nicely and in these sort of incredible outfits I I guess I'm sure not everybody walks around like that all day and we do see some of those other sorts of of characters in the episode and they're not dressed in these incredible robes the whole time but what we did see I think looked absolutely amazing so I was really really impressed by that Um, and then there were some really intense and terrifying scenes in this episode especially towards the end Uh, but it wasn't just sort of the violence that you get at the end. Uh, you know, in the middle of the episode, there was a lot of stuff I really liked too. There's a, there's a part where a character has to sort of sneak into the palace, right? And he's trying to discover some information. And I thought all that was really well done as well, you know, as sort of like an infiltration mission into this castle or a palace.
1: I mean, overall, there was a lot, a lot of solid world building here. Mm-hmm. Like you understood the world you lived in. You had this palace intrigue and you understood the, the different characters and how they interacted with each other. And what, in, you know, in this case, uh, the crown prince had, uh, the guy that he had wanted to infiltrate the palace, he had some dirt on him, right? It's like, you know, you stole some food from me yeah. for your wife. So you do this thing or I don't know, you're going to get fired. <laughs> you know or worse so or or worse but yeah. i guess he was primarily worried about being fired yeah so uh you know so you understood that uh how he didn't know nobody knew what was going on with the uh with the king and the king's wife which was the crown prince's mom but she's only like slightly older than him which is what happens when you remarry i guess so uh, it's all very uh, lots of intrigue there, but it all was understood, it, and it was it was it was really well done.
0: It, it was. I must admit, I was a little bit confused about those relationships initially because, as you said, the 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 king's wife is the basically the same age as the king's son, the crown prince. And, and at first, I'm like, "Are you sure that's not his sister?" Because it seemed a little bit weird. But uh, you're right. I guess this is not. His biological mother, this is his king, the king's new partner.
1: Yeah, and that's what you do when you remarry, right? You marry someone who's the same age as your kids. <laughs> well,
0: I suppose some people do that. Maybe, <laughs> some people.
1: Maybe. I might have a little trouble doing that. Because first of all, I'd have to wait, you know, another 18 years and then marry someone that's the same age as my, my son who's three. So that might be tough. Yeah. Because... Uh, you know, even someone who's, you know, 19 or 20 right now, they they wouldn't marry someone like me. I don't have enough money to offset my
0: personality or looks <laughs> at this time for that to happen. But I mean, you're working hard at it, right? Uh, not really. No, that's Not, fine. not really. That's probably okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. So wow. anyway, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a king, right? If I was a king, then I would have the money to offset that shit. Sure. But okay. I don't. And that's fine because I don't plan on getting remarried. Uh, and I'm not interested in marrying somebody overly young anyway, because in my opinion, young people are fine, but I don't want to marry one.
0: Yeah, of course. And then you probably don't even want to be a king either, really. I really don't. That sounds like a lot of responsibility. It really does. Anyways, I was slightly confused about that relationship, but it kind of became clear as it went on. Uh, at first I was like, is it actually this guy's father, maybe the word father is just used as a, like a term of respect in this culture, I, I was thinking, but it actually is his father and this actually is his like stepmother, I guess.
1: I think, uh, aunt, aunt, aunt and uncle are used as terms of respect. Okay. Uh, but not father and mother. No. But, but, you know, I could be crossing cultures over there. I might be just lumping the whole, all of Asia into one culture, uh, you know, umbrella, which is wrong right in any context but uh anyway that's my opinion
0: yeah well i i do think it was an intriguing plot though to have the king sort of uh not be available and then rumors of his death coming around and even his son who doesn't know what's going on and basically his whole purpose is trying to figure out what is up right and that's that's how they set this up and he has to uh travel to a nearby city to find the doctor who was the last person to treat the king or to, uh, examine the king and try to find out what's going on. So, um, we as the audience basically know what's happening. Uh, you know, the king is a zombie. The king is dead. He's turned into some sort of zombie monster. Uh, but the characters in show after the first episode don't know that yet. So, um, I think it's pretty intriguing and, and I agree. I would like to, I think I will watch the rest of it. It's only five more episodes, and yeah. there's a lot lot of good here,
1: I think. I think the doctor is directly to blame for this.
0: I think so, too, because the, the opening scene, right, which is all very vague and mysterious, but what it's showing is, uh, it's like pre-credits, cold open, and I think what that's showing is treatments being applied to the king as he is dying and transitioning into one of these monsters. Yeah. Uh, see. and then see... the doctor shows
1: up in a village later. Right. Well, yeah. It's the same
0: doctor. Yeah. And then that whole village goes,
1: you know, crazy and eats people's soup of, you know, zombie soup, I right. guess. And when you eat zombie soup, it's bad for you. It's not good for you. Yeah. I and mean, we have, they haven't tried that in the, in the Walking Dead yet. Like actually stewing up a zombie. You know, you could make, you could make a stew with a zombie. Yeah. Would that, would that be okay? I mean, it's not okay, okay, but I mean, would you survive? Would, you no. Know,
0: some zombieism? Like, how would that work? Well, what happens here is that somebody decides to cook up a stew, as you said, with with a, a dead human, and everyone eats it because they're starving. There's a shortage of food. They think it's delicious. They gobble it up. People have seconds, right? Yeah, and long pork. Pretty quick. They all die, and equally quick. They start to reanimate as zombies and to be honest, they are scary as shit, man. These zombies (laughs) are frightening. They're fast. They're frenzied. They're climbing over each other to get at like the one or two living people that are still in this area. And I thought it was like terrifying and and totally awesome all at the same time. Like I love that whole scene, right? The way it's not the exact end of the episode, but it's, it's a, you know, a big set piece towards the end and. It was it was great and terrifying, which I loved about it.
1: Yeah, I did enjoy it. I mean, I don't know if I was terrified, terrified, but I was interested.
0: Well, I know you don't really get terrified, yeah. and and like I, I'm not saying I was sitting there like with my hands over my eyes or anything, but, uh, you know, I can sort of imagine, holy shit, if this was real, I was in that situation, that'd be terrifying, and I'd be dead. But well, I think they did to a be great frank.
1: Job. If I was in that situation. I'd be the guy in the stew, probably. (laughs) Like, there's a good chance that that would be me.
0: (laughs) We'd be eating Jason's stew.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's it's gross all around. Yeah, no, I agree, but uh, that's the only way I can see myself, you know, in that situation.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So I can't really say I have anything negative to say about this show. I thought it was beautiful looking. I thought it was scary and uh I thought it was intriguing enough to suck me in and want to watch more. I think Kingdom is actually pretty good.
1: Yeah I I agree. I can't think of anything specifically wrong with it either. I think it, I think it was great. All solid right. solid show.
0: Well maybe what we should do then is is uh not commit to anything too firm but like if we're both going to watch the rest of it some point down the road, we can follow up and, and see how the rest of the season one goes because there's a second season of it as well already. Cool. Um, but maybe we'll follow up on the rest of Kingdom season one down the road at some point. Uh, it shouldn't take us too long to watch all of it, but I'm not sure exactly when I'll get to it. But if you're into this kind of thing, I think uh, some a lot of our listeners might dig this. So if you have the Netflix, load up Kingdom and give it a chance.
1: Yeah. Now, the version I watched was dubbed. What? Right? Really? Yeah, you didn't see you yours was subtitled? Yes. Oh, mine was dubbed. Well uh, is that see, a see that's my question. Uh I didn't know I had a choice. If I had a choice I would have watched subtitled because I much prefer that, but uh that that was that's actually why I was raising this. Was that uh, you know, is it was just my settings or can I uh or was that the way it was uh you know Forced upon us, but I guess if yours was subtitled, then uh, I'll be watching the rest of it subtitled.
0: I guess so. Yeah, that that's weird. Uh, I didn't even know that was an option, but no, I had subtitles.
1: Okay, well, I can also comment on the uh, the overdubbing. It was good quality. Interesting, because dubbing yeah. is usually crap. Oh yeah, the the quality of the acting and the dubbing is actually usually pretty horrible, but uh,
0: this was it was not bad. I didn't. Nothing was jarring. Oh, good. As a quick aside. On that topic I tried to watch or I did watch the first complete season of another show on Netflix called Dark Um, now Dark is a complex show in my opinion there's a lot going on there are different time frames uh, the same characters like old and young and things like that and it's German and so I thought you know what I'm having trouble following this show so I think maybe I'll try the dubbed version instead of the subtitles version, so I can just listen and pay attention. But the dubbing was so bad that I, it was, I found it more distracting listening to the terrible dubbing than, you know, reading the subtitles and trying to pay attention to the show. So I immediately switched it back to subtitles.
1: Right. Oh well, 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 what you can do is you can actually print out the subtitles. Or somehow, or get the script so you could
0: read it ahead of time. <laughs> I guess I could try that, yeah. I ended up following along just fine, but I had to get used to really concentrating on, you know, a complex show and reading the subtitles, which maybe says more about me than anything else, but ended up being pretty good that first season. Cool. Cool. All right, so that is Kingdom Season 1, Episode 1. Seems pretty cool. Check it out if you want to see some terrifying zombies and some beautiful-looking countryside and palaces and costumes. And hats. Good stuff, and hats, yeah, amazing hats. All right, next is The Twilight Zone, Season 2, Episode 1. Now, this came to me less than a week ago, Jason, because the second season of The Twilight Zone was released. I watched all of the first season, of course being, you know, one of my favorite, well, the original being one of my favorite shows of all time. I certainly didn't want to let Twilight Zone reboot in 2019 pass me up. And it's show run by Jordan Peele, who I think is extremely cool. Who's made a couple of really great films and he's done some really good work here. So, uh, this is an episode called Meet in the Middle and it's starring Jimmy Simpson and Gillian Jacobs. I thought this might be fun. Here is what the narrator had to say to start this episode. A voice in your head can mean a few different things. A conscience, divine inspiration, or madness. But what if instead it were a case of crossed wires, one made through the tangled enigmatic switchboards of the Twilight Zone? So th- this is one of the things I love about the Twilight Zone. Rod Serling did this amazingly in the original show. He would appear on screen and give a brief introduction to what you were about to watch, and then he would do it at the end as well. Uh, and um, we we continue that tradition here with this show. So I, I really like that. And I must admit, when it's well written, as this one was, I think, very well written, It's so much better than something like a one sentence plot summary that you get on IMDb, for example, which just for comparison is this. A lonely bachelor makes a telepathic connection with a stranger, but not everything is as it seems in his new romance. Well, that's a spoiler. Well, yeah, but what Jordan Peele said was so much better because it was... it spoke more to the themes and to the sort of generalities of what you were going to see, not what the IMDb tells you.
1: No, I, and I absolutely agree that the IMDb in this case was shit. Yeah. And, uh, what Jordan Peel? that's actually Jordan Peel speaking. It is. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. I, I had no idea.
0: Yeah. No, so that's that, him.
1: That's good. And, uh, that was a lot better, but do you think that, uh, somebody went up to him after he wrote that and he kind of presented that to his team, somebody, you know, walked up to him and said, what the fuck is a switchboard? <laughs> Crossed wires. <laughs> Crossed wires and a switchboard. Like, no, seriously, what's a switchboard? Well, you know Do you what? Do kids today know what a switchboard is? Do you think it's like
0: a, a piece of wood with a bunch of switches on it? Well, yeah, some may. Uh, I should ask my 13 year old and she'd probably give me an answer like that or probably say, dad, I don't know. Leave me alone. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cause they're, you know, teenagers. Exactly. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you could be right, but I, I do think the concept of crossed wires isn't that difficult to figure out, to understand. So I don't Is think- Is that like when you got your
1: one ethernet port plugged into the wrong, uh, cord plugged into the wrong ethernet port? And, exactly. Uh, and, and your, uh, you know, your computer has, uh, the wrong Wi-Fi.
0: I don't know. Something like that. That's right. That's again, what my 13 year old might figure out. It's, <laughs> it's when the Wi-Fi doesn't work. what does does that mean yeah um so anyways this is so let me let me ask you jason you're not the twilight zone kind of guy like i am you've probably seen little bits here and there because uh, most people have and frankly the original twilight zone there are elements of it and episodes of it that have pretty strongly permeated pop culture in a way they've been remade they've been parodied and even if they haven't there are some basic ideas that most people—I'm not going to say all, but most people—you know—are are aware of. So, I don't know if you're I, in that category, but I've seen exactly this is this episode that I just watched is probably
1: the third episode of the full episode of the Twilight Zone I've ever seen. Okay, I've seen the the first one, the pilot, way back in the what was it, the '60s? Yeah, uh, 1959. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so 59. Uh, I saw the episode with William Shatner. Cause it's got William Shatner and a, you know, a, a, an animal on, on the wing of a plane uh-huh. and this one, and I probably seen like parts of five others.
0: Well, and that's what I mean. Yeah. I'm sure there are, um, there are little bits of ones you've seen, or even if you haven't seen them, you've almost heard about them. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, the Simpsons parodied
1: them and there's uh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm well aware of, uh, you know, the, how it permeated the pop, pop culture, but I've never been, you're absolutely right. I've never been the aficionado
0: and I've only seen a few episodes. Okay. But I think it's a style that, yep. that probably would appeal to you. So I'm really curious about what you thought about this episode as a, you know, a modern production with the same sort of approach and style and uh, covering the same sort of topics that Twilight Zone has always been really good at presenting. So so I'm curious about what you thought about this episode. Overall, I thought
1: it was kind of meh. Okay. And I had it figured out <laughs> by the time he was on the train. All right. So I knew what was happening by the time. And because and, when he got on the train or when she contacted him again after, you know, a break for a little while... Uh, I knew, th- at the second she said, I think it might even go before that, the second she said she was married, but she w- hasn't been happy in a long time, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh yeah, he's totally going to die. The husband's going to die and she's going to manipulate this guy into doing it. I, you know, when I, when she said that, it kind of raised a flag for me, but I didn't understand the flag until he was on the train. I'm like, oh, she's totally manipulating him into killing his, her husband. <laughs>
0: uh, okay. All right. <laughs> so. So of course, another thing about the twilight zone, and this isn't, um, this isn't always the case, but there's often an interesting twist at the end, which, yep. you know, I was probably a lot more, um, exciting and shocking for people in the late fifties and early sixties <laughs> when, when TV was a relatively new thing. Um, of course, this kind of thing had been happened in literature, I'm sure for, you know, ever before. Right. Um, Uh, and, and the Twilight Zone really brought it, I think, to the mainstream, at least on TV. And this series does continue that to a degree. And this episode tries to do that as well. Right. Give give you, give you a twist at the end that you may or may not see coming. Um, but basically reveal that things aren't what you expect or they aren't really the way they, they seem and i i i think this episode worked really well in that respect for me i um i wasn't sure what was going to happen at the end you know uh and 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 when she mentioned her husband and you know how she's she hasn't been happy in this marriage it didn't really connect with me that that you know there was going to be some sort of confrontation at the mm-hmm. end around that and i think that's because i at that point, I didn't really understand what the nature of, or what was exactly going on here, right? I didn't understand yet, is this a real person who he's communicating with? Is this just all in his head? You know, I don't know where this is going, so I wasn't able to really figure it out.
1: I was a little bit, uh, I didn't quite understand if it was a real person. Uh, (laughs) Until I knew that she was she was manipulating him. I didn't know if it was a real person. And at the end, when he was questioning whether or not she was real, and he was in the back of the police car saying, I hear voices, I hear voices. I mean, that's supposed to be a moment of shit. Was he really crazy? But then, you know, Jillian Jacobs, is that her name?
0: Yeah. From Mm -hmm. community.
1: You might remember her. Yeah. Uh, I do remember her. And as soon as, you know, I heard the voice, I knew who it was. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as I saw the face, I knew who it was. So the face and the voice match. And it's a known that known face and a known voice, so there's no doubt in my mind that the voice that he was hearing uh, was hers. Like absolutely, there's no uh, that the sense of being crazy wasn't there because she was a known commodity, right? She was a known factor in this uh, in this uh, television show, so there's no doubt that he was not crazy for me. Well, wait, but
0: you're you're saying so that the fact that she is like the, the face and the voice is a real person. It makes, yes. make like makes you affects your, uh, understanding of the fiction of the show. That's interesting. It, does. it absolutely does. That's weird. I, I don't think most people approach it that way.
1: He couldn't have been crazy because the voice he was hearing was the actual voice of the person that we saw.
0: Yeah, in real life, not- No, in, in real
1: life, but then he hears her voice when, after she, he kills the guy, she, he hears the voice. So I guess you could, uh, you know, from his perspective, that voice matched- Oh, I see at that moment, but like before yeah. that, like the fact no, that she's a real No, for me, person. yeah, it was absolutely a, a, my perspective thing. And that's, yeah. I knew that, uh, like if she, if this was played by an unknown actress, yeah. somebody I didn't know specifically, uh, and I, and we didn't hear her voice, um uh, well, after the, right immediately after the murder, then I wouldn't know. Right I personally would not know if that voice matched that person, yeah,, yeah. and therefore was the voice real or uh, you know, due to a dissociative disorder or <laughs> right. what is uh, you know, multiple personalities or dissociative disorder? Uh, you know, I wouldn't know that, but because the voice matched the actress and I knew who she was, I knew that it couldn't be just a you know a figment of his imagination
0: interesting. okay. well, I, I can sort of see that. I think it worked really well though. I was I thought this was a a great start to the season, actually. Um it, it, it does take a little while to get going, in my opinion, but the payoff was totally worth it. And and what I mean by that is, you know, he's 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 on these dates, he starts hearing her voice, and it for me it took a little bit until I was sort of really interested in what this guy's deal was, um, but you know, at, upon a second viewing, I also sort of think they do a really good job here of actually giving us enough information about these two characters. And by the two, I mean, um, Phil, he's the guy he's played by Jimmy Simpson. You know him too, of course, he's been in a bunch of things. Uh, and Annie, the voice he's hearing in his head played by Jillian Jacobs. And for most of the episode, we're only seeing things from Phil's perspective. We follow him until the very end, right? And as I was saying, on a second viewing, I think most of what they were doing here worked really well, showing us that Phil, he's this guy who, um, he has these impossible, he's he's dating various women, he has these impossible standards, He's he's looking for someone who is like the perfect partner for him and we and we we learn that by the way he he comments on the fact that you know the woman he's dating at the beginning her hair is different than what it was in her profile picture I assume they met on some dating service right and just the way he he's looking for that kind of thing and then we learn about Annie through their conversations and as we said how she's in a bad marriage she hasn't been happy in a long time but we get these two characters who I felt like are both just absolutely yearning for something different, right? Something else. Phil is unsatisfied with his life. He's, but, or unsatisfied with his, um, you know, attempts to find a, a, a partner. And it's because his, he's a bit weird and his expectations are all off. And you know, he's, he's looking for this perfection. And then Annie, who's looking for an escape. She's, in a life or a marriage that she's not satisfied with. And she just is desperate for something new in that respect. And, um, the other component to it, to it was that, uh, there's the coffee shop stuff with the barista who Phil has, you know, only ever bought coffee from, doesn't really know much about her, but seems to be in a way kind of obsessed with her. Cause he sits in the coffee shop and he just watches her and stuff like that, which is totally creepy, but again, yeah. that's just more to his personality and what kind of type what kind of guy he is. But my point is just all of this, I thought really actually put these two characters together for me pretty well and gives you a good understanding of who they are and and where they're at.
1: Absolutely. And here's where the show could have gone Uh for me would have been more interesting. These two people, they get their wires crossed on this, you know, imaginary switch switchboard in the twilight zone. And, uh, they are able to hear each other's thoughts or when they're, you know, being able to communicate with
0: each other telepathically. She says they think at each other, right?
1: Yeah. So they think at each other, uh, and then they have great conversations in their mind, and then they meet, and they fall in love, and they get married, and then their marriage goes on the rocks, and then they start to have troubles in their marriage, but they still can't get away from each other's minds. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're always in this person's mind that you... Uh, thought that everything was going to be great because you could read their mind, but oh my God, all she's doing is just thinking at me all the time. I can never get away from her. Or he, you know, she can never get away from him. Uh, you know, turns from a love story into a horror story from from the same set of circumstances. Yeah.
0: I think that would have been a much more interesting story for me. Could have been. I mean, just to be clear, that's not what happens, but. Oh, yeah. absolutely not. Yeah. But, but yeah, no, you're you're right. It could have totally gone that way. Would have been just a a different story. Um, uh, but I was definitely not unsatisfied with the way it did go because, you know, I found it pretty shocking when at the end he, he comes to their house and, you know, Annie doesn't answer the door. Her husband does, but Phil is so filled with rage and has been manipulated so hard at this point by her that he comes in and he kills the husband and the first person to to witness the scene is a a daughter that I don't think we knew existed up until that point. No,
1: we had no idea. And what a horrible person she is that she knows that her husband is about to be murdered and, you know, lets her daughter witness the friggin horrible horrifying yeah.
0: act. Like holy friggin shit. No, like, I'm I'm with you there. That's that's pretty harsh and uh that says a lot about this Annie character. But, but it also could say like, she's so desperate, she's willing to put her daughter through this to get out of this, this marriage that is not working for her to say the least.
1: You know, if you know somebody's coming to kill your husband, uh, you know, tell your daughter to stay in her room. Yeah. Just, you know, if you're with her and you want the husband to be murdered, you know, subtly manipulate your daughter so she doesn't have to witness the whole thing. You know, not push her up to go go find out what's going on in there. There seems to, seems to be some yelling and some loud noises and some bashing around. Let mm-hmm. you go see what's happening. You know?
0: <laughs> yeah, go check that out for me, would you? Yeah. Yeah. I I agree with that. Um but the, but the, another reason the ending I think worked so well for me is you know that I didn't really see it coming in the way you did. And there are so many different emotions that happen or that that you experience with without really before you understand what exactly is going on. Right. Because I watched that and at, at first you're like, Oh my God, you know, Phil is this, he, he's this crazy murderer. Um, and you, you have trouble sympathizing with him sort of, but then you realize that Annie has manipulated him so bad and you know, is it really his fault what has happened here? And so for a moment, I'm like, I feel bad for Phil and he's a terrible person and she's brought him yep. into this. Right. And like, how could she do that to another human being? Um, because he was used the entire time. You know what I mean? And he was it really is he really to blame for this horrible situation because she orchestrated the whole thing to, to improve her own life, uh, you well, know, I mean, which was not going murder. Very well.
1: Yeah. I mean, blame is, is kind of a sliding scale here, right? Sure. Absolutely. He was manipulated into it, but, uh, you know, he committed murder. One would, no matter how you slice it, he killed a dude. You're absolutely right about that. Absolutely You got to take responsibility for that. But he didn't know that, uh, he thought that, you know, he was saving a life by, you know, assaulting this guy and then ultimately
0: bashing his head in. He thought he was being a hero, but in fact, he's being a zero. (laughs) <laughs> well, Sorry. he was coerced into it, right? As you said, he thought he was saving her from this dude. Uh, so it's just like you're emotionally all over the place. At least I was watching it the first time yeah. through. So, um, but that's good. Like I enjoyed that feeling, right? It's like, oh my God, he's saving her. Oh my God, she's manipulated him. Is he terrible? Is he not? She's terrible. Uh, you know. She's absolutely terrible. Yeah. She's the worst. So,
1: you know, yeah. it, and it also what you could have done or what uh, could have been interesting is that uh, instead of it being, you know, uh, you crossed wires on a switchboard, she has this ability to pick people out of the ether and uh, talk to them specifically. Mm-hmm. So instead of it just being, you know, happenstance that uh, the two of them can communicate telepathically, that she is able to pick a dude. That she's able to manipulate to get whatever she wants. Mm-hmm. This, you know, Phil's not just a one-off. It's, it's, this is the thing she does.
0: Yeah. Has she tried this before and it hasn't worked, right? We don't, we don't know that, but I think that's an interesting question. Um, but one of the things I like is they don't worry about, the show doesn't worry about um, that. Like it doesn't worry about why she can do this, how she can do this. Has she done it before? They just can, they can just communicate telepathically. You just accept that. And this is what plays out, you know, based on the fact that they can do this. And I love that about shows. You don't always need to explain the unexplainable like that. As long as you have a good story being told around it.
1: Yeah. I mean, you could have, the sad thing is you could have told this entire story, uh, and replaced, replaced telepathy with phones and it would have been the same story.
0: I suppose. Yeah. (laughs)
1: <laughs> you know, they got, the uh, they, you know, called, somebody called a wrong number and they started talking and, uh, they were able to just talk to each other and she manipulates them into killing her husband. Mm-hmm. And at the end she calls a cell phone and says, ha ha, you're an idiot. You know? <laughs> you're an idiot. So
0: it, it absolutely did not need telepathy to tell this story. Uh, it, I think it did though, because if it was all on phones there, you know, you could argue that there was a record of everything that happened, right? With, with telepathy, yeah. there's no record of it and there's no real way for her to be caught in this, what she was doing.
1: Well, you know I what don't want to, uh, yeah, I'm going to, I feel kind of bad about this, but, uh, this happened to a friend of mine on the phone using phones and I'll have to, and I don't want to tell the story on the air because it's, uh, a bit of a tragedy and real life shit that happened to a friend of mine that I don't want to put in the public realm. Uh, without his permission, so of I'll tell you off the air, but when this happened, it reminded me of that s- that situation, and uh, which made me think of the fact that this could have entirely happened on the phone, because it, it
0: kind of did in my friend's case,
1: and this was back in the 90s.
0: Well, that is awful, and uh, I guess it could have been a phone, a mul- you know, multiple phone conversations, uh, but in this case it was... Um Mental telepathy. (laughs) Yep. Sure was. But speaking of phones, one more thing I want to uh, just look at briefly here is I noticed something watching this episode. Now, I must admit, I've watched the next one already as well. In fact, I've watched the first three already of season two. uh, And I, but I, but I was thinking about what I'm about to say going into episode two and three and I think uh it would be an interesting conversation down the road a little bit, but I noticed in this episode that there are things about it that it, uh, sorry, that it's difficult to time place it in a time frame. Like is this episode or this world that we're looking at in the current time, or is it the 20 years ago, or is it in the they near didn't have baristas 20 years and then is it in the near Wait, future? They did. But, yeah. but here's the thing, Jason, I, I was watching this and there's a bunch of scenes that are in Jimmy's apartment. Go back and look at the TV in his apartment. It is an old four x three CRT, a oh, cool. TV that virtually nobody has anymore. I mean, I, I can't say that with any degree of certainty, but you know, flat screen TVs have essentially taken over. You can't buy a four by three CRT anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was there. It was in his house. And I'm like, okay, maybe he just has an old TV. You know what? He's a purist. He's never upgraded. And that's it. But then the police cars at the end of the episode, I also thought looked kind of dated a little bit. To me, they looked more like 80s police cars, which you which you see in cop movies and cop shows and stuff like that. They didn't look like modern vehicles. Uh, his computer, we see him on his laptop a bunch. The computer itself seems kind of old and outdated. and However, what he's using on screen looks kind of like a Facebook type interface, which, you know, it wasn't actually Facebook that, but that indicates a little bit more recent time to me, even though Facebook's been around for a while. Uh, And then when he's, um, when he's on the train, I think he has a pretty modern phone. You know, it's not a, it's not an older flip phone. It's a, it's an iPhone looking style phone. And he's using wireless AirPods. So there's a weird dichotomy going here of old technology and newer technology, older looking cars, you know, but newer sort of website features. And I started thinking, is this intentional? I don't know. Well, it, it has to be. At the right? very least, it's interesting. Nobody and
1: puts a four by three CRTV in a, uh, an apartment without it meaning some, something.
0: Well, that's what I was thinking.
1: Yeah, no, it absolutely, and they're messing with your mind. If they're doing that, they're putting that old TV in there and putting old cop cars, uh, and, but AirPods, wireless headphones like that, uh, and a, and a modern phone. Yeah, they're definitely doing it on purpose. They're fucking with
0: you. Yeah. And, and this is exactly the kind of thing that, you know, the Twilight Zone and especially Jordan Peele might do. So I am not going to talk about, you know, the next episode, uh, or the one after that right now, but I noticed some similar things in those episodes with mismatch technology. So I am convinced right now, and I, that, well, I'm, I'm, I'll say I am convinced right now that Jordan Peele is playing with us, and this is going to be something that permeates through the entire season and pays off in some way. Now, listen, I know the whole season has been released, so a lot of people have watched all 10 episodes already. They already know what, what happens, what each episode involves, and the way it all plays out. So, I feel kind of silly bringing it up right now because the information is all out there. But yeah, I, you don't know. Right? I don't personally know. Yeah. And you know, if you're listening to this, um you may or may not know either. Uh, but you know, I I think it's interesting. I think this might be a thing going forward in this season of the Twilight Zone. So I really look forward to. Finding that out,
1: okay. It's it's an interesting. I didn't pick up on that, but uh, I'm interested to pay attention.
0: Well, just just call me Eagle Eye because I'm watching for these things. Because I know Jordan Peele's trying to fool me in some way, just the way he does things. Yeah. Because you have a
1: psychic connection to him and you're talking to him in your mind. I do. You're having
0: long conversations into the night. As long as I I just have to think at him and he can hear everything I say. (laughs) Yeah. And you're trying to
1: manipulate him into, uh, well, I wouldn't say killing your wife because you wouldn't do that kind of thing. God, no.
0: Uh, Maybe
1: buying you a pizza? Is that your end goal? (laughs) To get
0: him to buy you a pizza? Hey, if Jordan Peele was my friend and he wanted to buy me a pizza, that'd be great.
1: Yeah, but, you know, that, that would be wonderful. And I would, uh, I would agree with that sentiment, but then again, you know, it makes you kind of an asshole if you're mentally manipulating him, <laughs> him into doing it.
0: Ah, uh, but right? less of an asshole.
1: Well, yeah. And I mean, it's a sliding scale, right? Sure. I mean, you're, you're still being a jerk, you know, manipulating somebody into buying you a pizza for your own pizza gain, but, uh, you're not asking them to murder somebody. No, definitely wouldn't do that. Right. Okay.
0: So season two of the Twilight Zone is now out, all 10 episodes, um, and, uh, I, I thought this was a great start. Uh, just for the record, I, I enjoyed the first season last year as well for the most part. So I was very excited to see this coming and I thought this was a really, really good episode. I am looking forward to watching the rest of it, which I'm going yeah. to do very soon. Me too. Um, and on that topic, Jason, I hope you're okay with this, but I would like to talk about the Twilight Zone some more. Right now or over time? No, over time. Okay, good. I would like to talk about the entire season two run of this show, if we can. Uh, I don't think we will dedicate a full podcast to each episode, but maybe we'll do two at a time. How do you feel about that? I feel good about that, Chris. All right. That is excellent. So uh, that is what we are going to do over the next number of weeks here on the podcast. I'm excited to announce we are going to cover season two of The Twilight Zone. So two weeks from now, we will do episode three, uh, two and three, and then we'll keep it going like that for a little while until we okay. get through the uh, the whole season. Uh, so so you've already
1: done your homework for the next episode.
0: Well, I've already watched two and three, but I'm going to hold off. I'm not- Yeah,
1: that's. I was just going to say that. Don't watch any more no. ahead, ahead of time.
0: No. The, the only reason I've seen two and three at this point already is because- Uh, you know, been watching this, Watched the first one with my wife. She likes it too. And she's like, come on, it's early. We got time for another one. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm trying to hold off. But she, she made me watch the next two. So, uh, I'm going to hold off for now though, and watch them as we podcast about them. So I'm not going to get too far ahead. See, she's mentally manipulating you now. Well. Right? It's, it's not because of
1: a psychic connection. It's just because you've been together so damn long.
0: It's true. Yeah. We and don't even. basically share an IQ. We don't point. need the psychic connection to know what each other is thinking. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's exciting. So uh, again, I know it's a little bit silly because the whole season is out there already. It's not like we are waiting for the episodes to come out every week, but I want to talk about them because. They'll be fun. I think we're in for some pretty cool stuff here. So we're just going to spread it out over some time. So if you've watched the entire run of the Twilight Zone already, that's fantastic. But if you have any thoughts on any of the episodes as we go forward, it would be wonderful to hear from you. And if not, but you were thinking about watching it, then, you know, watch it with us. That would be really fun. I would love to get some listener feedback on, uh, you know, what your, what your thoughts are on this show as we go along. So. Sure, sure. I look forward to it. Cool. All right. Um, one last thing before we wrap up here for the evening is that I would like to tell everyone how you can support us a little bit and thank some people for doing just that. So first of all, uh, a big thank you to Mark Olivier D who uh, became a new patron recently on our Patreon page. Thank you, Mark, Mark Olivier for that. Uh, Tristy E, who also became a patron on Patreon. Thank you so much. And then two people who supported us with one-time donations on PayPal, Zan S and Paul G. Thank you to you guys for doing that. If you would like to help out, which is uh, wonderful, you can also become a patron by going to uh, patreon.com slash dead. And if you aren't familiar with Patreon, it just allows you to make a quick, a very small monthly pledge, which uh, which comes to us. You can change it or cancel it at any time. Uh, but if that's not your thing, then you can just hit up talkingdeadpodcast.com/paypal and make a one-time contribution, which is also wonderful and very much appreciated. Everything we collect goes into the cost of putting on the show and paying for all the streaming services and stuff like that, where we where we can watch twilight zone and, and kingdom and all the other sorts of things. And of course, walking dead. Um, and, uh, so yeah, those are two great ways to help support us. And, uh, we really, really appreciate everyone who does. Oh yeah. One more thing, uh, I meant to say earlier is that since we will be covering the twilight zone on a regular basis from now on, if in the middle of that run, the walking dead comes back, we will take a break. Yeah, all bets
1: are off at that point. Yeah,
0: we'll take a break to cover the Walking Dead season finale, of course. And, you know, if we're done Twilight Zone by then, great. If not, we'll just finish Twilight Zone coverage after The Walking Dead. But uh, we certainly won't be waiting until we're finished this run to talk about Walking Dead, because that is the primary focus, still is, always has been, and uh, will be in the future. So just in case anyone was wondering. Cool. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it, it wouldn't make sense to to wait on that. So uh, otherwise, if you'd like to get in touch with us, that would be fantastic. You can visit our website at talkingdeadpodcast.com. Up at the top there is a send voicemail link. You can use that to record a message right into your computer or phone. And speaking of phones, you can also, of course, use a voice memo app and record a, record a message and send it to us by email. That is also amazing. That email address is talkingdeadpodcast at gmail.com. Finally, if you'd like to find us on Facebook, you can do that at facebook.com slash thetalkingdead. So, thanks for tuning in, everyone. That's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. Don't forget, we're covering Twilight Zone for the foreseeable future. If you want to make some comments or contribute on to that, we'll be talking about episode two and three of season two of The Twilight Zone in a couple of weeks. Those episodes are called Downtime and The Who of You. <laughs> the Who of You. The who of You. That's right. Uh, all right. So, until then, thank you so much. My name is Chris. My name is Jason. Thanks for listening.
1: Ciao.